This is the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 18. I am your host, Brian, and I'm by myself right now. Yeah, this is going to be an episode all about uh, my experiences at Celebration. I have interviews with several of the other attendees that were in line with me. Uh, My wife also, and my son, both sit here and talk about it. And uh, on the first day, we got to... uh, I got to go straight to the Hallmark booth after uh, getting in line to get in the show. So it took roughly, I would say, an hour and a half to get inside the building just to get in the line to wait to get into the exhibit hall. So, yeah, they were a little unprepared for the amount of people that were coming in. So even though, I mean, they only had like six metal detectors for roughly 40,000 people that attended that day. And it took us an hour and a half to get in the building to get through security. And that was with a lot of people who had come in the night before. So at 8 o'clock p.m., they opened the doors and let people in to stay overnight in order to get into the 40th anniversary panel. So they let people sleep there overnight. So at uh, at midnight, <clears throat> they actually closed the doors and wouldn't allow anybody else in the building. So if you if you wanted to, you could probably stand outside. I don't know. I, I haven't heard about what happened to the people that didn't get inside the building at midnight. But uh, they would open the doors back up at 6 a.m. So we got there at around 6.30 and finally got into the waiting area at 8 o'clock because the show didn't start till 10. So, you know, we waited around another couple hours and finally got to go in. So I headed straight for the Hallmark booth. And, you know, not looking at where they were and paying attention to what booth number they were and where they're located at, I ended up passing it by because now it says pop-minded, you know, and it doesn't say Hallmark in big letters like it always has before. So I totally passed it by, and I wasn't the only one. There was a lot of people in line saying, it took me a while to find this booth because I didn't even see the Hallmark sign. I was like, yeah, nobody else did either. So I got in line for that, got uh, the Macquarie Stormtrooper ornament, uh, the... I got a couple of the, I, I got the uh, Funko, or not the Funko, the, uh, the pot, the, uh, shoot, the Itty Bitties. I got the Itty Bitty Red Snaggletooth Hammerhead that were on the card that looked like the 40th anniversary packaging, the old style uh, double racetrack. And then the uh, the Blue Snaggletooth, which was supposed to be in a baggie and was not. So evidently they uh, they dropped the ball there because they actually announced that it was supposed to be in the bag. Because whenever I got it, I was like, how come it's not in the bag? And they was like, well, it's just not in the bag. It's not in a bag. And I'm like, well, it was supposed to be, you know, to symbolize the original figure, which came in a bag inside of the Creature Cantina from from Sears. <clears throat> so that, that didn't come with it. And, not, you know, everybody thought it would and it didn't. So after that, I ended up going to the 40 for 40 highlights from four decades of Star Wars collectibles. And uh, it was uh, it was put on by Matthew Fox and Jake Stevens. Uh, Matthew Fox is, uh, does a podcast, uh, This Week in Star Wars. And Jake Stevens does a couple. He does uh, the Toy Run. It's an action figure cat. You know, it's a collectibles podcast. And uh, also Galaxy of Toys. So those those guys did this panel. And we're talking about, uh, you know, collectibles from all four decades leading up to today. <clears throat> so they were talking about, you know, the very first ones that came out. You know, the, the ones you sent away for. You ended up getting a piece of cardboard. So I, I never got that as a kid. So I, 
I don't know if my parents just didn't know about it or or what, because I was only three at the time that the movie came out, and then the toys didn't come out until uh, about March, I think, is whenever they finally started shipping them to people of '78. So by the time you know the movie came out, they of course they never had any toys. When the movie came out, they only had a few little trinkets here and there, like a, maybe a mug, I think. Um, so they went through year by year, going through all the different toys and, and different collectibles that were available uh, for each year. Uh, it was pretty pretty interesting, some of the ones, especially during the lean years, you know, like from 86 to about oh, 95, 94, 95, somewhere around there. There, was, there wasn't much to get. <clears throat> So after after that panel, we uh, we looked around for about an hour back down on the show floor, and then uh, headed back up and went to the Rancho Obi Wan panel. And uh, this is all on Thursday, the first day. So we got to see Steve Sansweet, who owns the largest collection in the world by one individual uh, of roughly four hundred thousand pieces and counting, of course. And uh, he has a humongous place you know like he's named it rancho obi-wan it's uh it's a museum so you can you can send donations to that you know they have a, a membership that you can get and they'll give you some cool little trinkets you know a patch and a pen and stuff like that and uh also you can go take tours he'll do tours for i think it's like 75 dollars a person and it's you know he it's, it says like three hours or something but he always says it it takes more than that it's like five hours or more so there's there's no real timetable and the, the every tour is different you know because you point out different things when you're looking at it and he tells you about it and he from people i've never gotten to go yet and uh, i will one day but uh, he he talks about it all the time how each tour is pretty much you know dedicated to just those people so you know they pretty much guide how the tour will go as far as you know the questions they ask the stuff that they see and you know everybody will see something different or see it in a different way and of course he always has a story about everything he has so he showed some of his stuff that he's gotten some of the weird crazy things that he's gotten from fans from stuff that people's made in countries he talked about the food items he's gotten over the years and stuff like that and and everything that uh that was really really interesting and cool you know some things that were like really odd and weird and he talked about all those and showed pictures of some of them so after that <clears throat> i am we ended up uh looking around some more on the show floor going maybe the you know the some of the the places that had you could take pictures with items and stuff like that and and then also the next panel after that was the star wars display and advertising collecting so you know that anything that had to do with advertising star wars collectibles in any way they had some kind of a a billboard a cut out a pop-up a poster you know something that would advertise what they were selling and they would have you know all kinds of store displays stuff that were like headers on top of uh end caps uh the little uh shelf runners that you could see all the time um uh, cardboard standees that would be standing there in the in the aisle or right before the aisle uh the, the big displays that the big cardboard displays that would hold some of the figures they had uh, pictures of some of those and it was pretty interesting to see all the different ways that, that each company would actually advertise their stuff too because they would have some companies would even have special advertising of their own so i thought that was pretty interesting too and after that there was the next panel which of course 
most of the panels that we went to for the collector stage all had star tots which is this little metal medallion that looks like a figure and is on a custom card you know it's uh you know roughly five inches tall by three inches wide something like that and the card and then the figure is you know maybe an inch and a half by uh two inches or you know something rough it's not very big it's not nearly as big as the carded you know the regular carded figures and of course they've got the the themes on the back that go with the figure and on the card back and uh, they had 20 of them but the next panel we went to pop minded by hallmark had no star tots but they did have a raffle so they showed off some of the stuff that they've got coming out. And the interesting thing that they had coming out now is they have interactive ornaments. So they have interactive Star Wars ornaments. They have a Death Star. They have an X-Wing and a TIE Fighter. Or Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. And each one will interact with the other in different ways depending on which ones you have turned on. So if you just have one of them turned on, you know, it will do scenes from the movie and talk about, you know, it'll... It will do exact scenes from the movie is what it will do. And then if you turn, like, say, if you have the Death Star on, then you turn on the X-Wing. Well, all the scenes that involve both the X-Wing and the Death Star will all go through those scenes step by step. And then, of course, if you turn on Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, then it will all interact together on all the scenes that all those are get in together. So it was pretty neat. And they showed some of the, the new uh, ornaments that are coming out. Uh, talking about uh, July, they will also have a sneak preview figure again. And I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, um, but uh, they will be, you know, of course, limited quantity as normal. Uh, nobody ever knows what that, that number is. At least I've never heard of it. But uh, they showed, uh, you know, some of the new new ones that are coming out and talking about that the next wave of those uh, interactive ones will have a Millennium Falcon. And of course, at the very beginning, they were having trouble getting getting the the, uh, the presentation going. So they said, "Well, we'll take a couple of questions." So the first question I asked was if they're going to have a new Millennium Falcon ornament, and they said, "Well, just wait and see." <laughs> so, and then of course they showed that. So uh, I, I'm pretty happy because I don't have one. I never got to get one. They always uh, uh, it was a, they came out with all the Millennium Falcon ornaments before I started actually getting ornaments. So that ended our day one, which is Thursday. So uh, I've got some some interviews now with uh, a few people that I stood in line with, and, and my wife and son talking about what they what they did on their first day and what they thought was good. So here you go. Hello, this is Brian. We're here at day two of Star Wars Celebration. So, hey, Bo, how's your day been? How was your day yesterday? Good. What was your favorite part about it? The BB-8 car. The BB-8. What about all the D2s you saw? It was great. All right. Now my wife, Stephanie, what is your favorite part about yesterday? I don't know. I just enjoyed the whole thing, the whole atmosphere and everything that we saw. All right. Was there anything else, Bo, that you liked? I didn't like didn't like riding in the stroller. Oh, he didn't like riding in the stroller. Yep, that's Bo. All right, I'm here with John, and uh, what was your experience like on the first day of the celebration? Uh, big lines, a lot of weights. I mean, but you know, I would have liked to have seen the uh, celebration uh, 40 uh, year uh, celebration uh, show, but it was just people were here like 11 o'clock the night before, so re- really uh, packed. Okay, any one thing that uh, stuck out that you were like, oh, I really like that? Um, 
just the experience, you know, all the fans. I mean, everyone seems to be really into it and really enjoying it. Did you make it to any panels? No, I didn't, but I got into the store, got some good stuff, did my recon because I'm here for four days getting autographs. So that's my mission, get the autographs, and that's what I'm here for. All right, whose autographs are you most excited about getting? Felicity Jones and Mark Hamill. Okay. Are you trying to get, like, all the, the former stars and current stars? Uh, as best as I can, yeah, but it's it's. I, I didn't get Carrie Fisher's. I uh, was in. She was in Tampa. I didn't wait in line. I figured I'd get her here, but you see where that went, and it's uh, just sad. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, she passed away before that. So you know, a lot of people were pretty much in the same boat. They would say, "Oh, I'll just get her at the next convention." Yep. So that's why I'm here. I'm in line, and uh, I'm gonna get what I can. All right. Thanks, John. Okay. Now we're here with Edward. What was the best thing that you saw yesterday? Wow, the best thing we saw yesterday was uh, inside where they were doing the uh, live show. Uh, saw Harrison Ford and George Lucas in person. That was really cool. Did you make it to the live show, like the in person? I did not make it to the live show in person. But when uh, they came out on the floor of the convention, we saw them there live. That was really great. Okay, did you make it to any other panels? No, no panels. We uh, Yesterday was photograph day, so we got some uh, photographs yesterday with some of the stars. Did you go through any autographs? No, well, my son did. He went and got uh, Ray Park's autograph. Oh, cool. So was there anything else that you saw that was like, I really liked that one thing? Oh, um, it was just great to see all the people, even though everyone was in line and was a little frustrating getting in. Everyone here at uh, Celebration always has a great attitude, real sense of camaraderie. That's always great to see. All right. Thanks, Edward. Uh, just uh, looking around, I found uh, from Star Wars in character, I found Chris and Tim. How's it going, guys? Good. <laughs> good, just good. Yeah, what, what he said, good. Very good. So, how was your day yesterday? Well, it, he wasn't here. He was still driving. It was, it was, it was long. It was long, exhausting, and and tiring, and just long. Just this long? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of line waiting. Did you make it to any panels? Just the fortieth. I got into the actual room. I, I saw Ford. I saw Lucas. I saw John Williams. I was in the room that it happened. And yes, I was crying a little bit. I was like wiping tears away at times. Seriously. So you had to camp out overnight. Yes. Stupid. Never again. He did it. This is um Hernandez, a fan of our show, Star Wars and Character. He he was overnight here. I did it last night. It, it was it was off. So how was your day? Uh, it was fine. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. You sleep at all? Uh, barely. Yeah. Maybe two hours, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Never, never again. Right? Yeah, never. Never again. Never again. Never again. So what all did you buy in there? I got the Luke figures. I got the high wheel car. I went to the store for four hours and bought a shirt, a magnet, a pin, and a hat. It took four hours to get through there? Four hours. Wow. I don't think I'm going to go through there then. But if you're going there, I need a shirt. So if you're going, let me know. Okay, I'll be I'll be sure to do that. How was your drive, Tim? It was uh, long, long. I, I took my time. I figured I wasn't going to get here to enjoy the day on Thursday for the show. So I took my time. I went and did some sightseeing. Yeah, Tim, where'd you go? I went to Jimmy Carter's boyhood home and the uh, Andersonville uh, Confederate uh, prison site. Yeah, it was awesome. So what do you plan on doing today? Get Dennis Lawson's autograph and then probably hit some of the collector panels. Okay, so what about you? You going to any collector's panels today? I might hit a few of them, but I'm going to do Hayden first, and then Lost, and then other eyeballs. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks, guys. No problem. Okay, now on to day two. So on day two, we started out by going to the show floor again and looking around and uh, just 
doing a little bit of shopping for you know stuff that we might want and i ended up getting the uh, hot wheels biggs dark lighter so uh, that was exclusive to the show so they only had it there um let's see not i don't think we got anything else that day i think that's all we got on the the second day so our first panel was art and packaging of vintage star wars toys so they showed uh different uh different ways of packaging the toys and they showed you know the iconic design for the star wars action figure line and how important that design was for the success of the line the the guy that did that one was matthias rindahl he uh, is the author of a new proof uh, kenner star wars packaging design 1977 to 1979 and pre-production and he's also a pre-production collector and uh, he talked about you know the design process some of the sketches the uh, artwork uh, some of the proof cards from all the vintage lines. And uh, then uh, he told some stories from ex-Kenner employees uh, that were one of the, some of the people who actually did the work. Um, and, of course, uh, we got to see one of the rare Revenge of the Jedi proof cards. And uh, that was pretty much it. It was it was pretty cut and dry. It was uh, a really, really short pro- uh, panel. Uh, so on to the next one. The next one was displaying your Star Wars collection. Now, this was pretty interesting because they, was, uh, they were showing all different kinds of design choices and stuff like that. Because I've got the Detolf cases, which are, are pretty cool. They're glass and, uh, oh, they're roughly a foot and a half by a foot and a half and have glass shelves. So it's uh, it's pretty inter- you know and on one of them I have Legos and what I did was to create more space was I had a company uh, cut me some glass shelves the same size as the ones that are here and took some U bolts and hooked them to the wire that's on it so that I could put the shelves on top of it and then put these little uh, rubber things on top of the U bolts. That, so that whenever you put the glass on there, it won't uh, won't break it. it. You know, it'll have some sponge to it, so that way, in case it moves just a little bit, you know, at least it won't be touching the U-bolt and cause it to scratch the glass or break it. So uh, I literally doubled the shelf space that I have in my case. You know, with adding more adding more shelves, and because there were so many Legos that are you know like maybe two or three inches tall, and then you got another you know two feet of empty space so i i added uh, roughly four four or five shelves to it and made a lot more space and it doesn't really clutter it up enough to where you can't see the stuff in the back you know due to the fact that the, a lot of the legos are so small um and they showed off also people that had the billy bookcases which i do have one of those i have all my jumbo figures on and uh, they showed some different cases where people had put mirrors on the back you know, behind the figures and behind the the ships and playsets and stuff like that, so that you can see the other side of them. Because a lot of these things, especially the ships, you know, you can you see only one side of them when you have them on a shelf. But if you put a mirrored uh, background on it, then you can see both sides of it. I thought that was a pretty cool idea, and I actually never ever thought of that. Um, so I may actually end up doing that to some of my shelves to allow you to see the backsides of some of the ships and, and stuff like that. And so only a couple of the place that's like the, the like Death Star would be one that you might want to have a, a mirrored background to so that you can see both sides of it. Um, cause a lot of the, uh, a lot of the play sets have back, have cardboard backdrops 
and you really can't, there's nothing back there to see anyway. <clears throat> but they would have some people that would have some of the advertising cardboard as their backgrounds, um, stuff that they'd pulled off, you know, got off shelves that, uh, that stores might be throwing away that would advertise the selling of some of the toys, and they would use those as some of their backgrounds. So I thought that was pretty neat too. And uh, my wife got to go to the Funko Pop panel, which was next, uh, which I did not get to go to because my dad had showed up. He he came for a Friday. He came for the second day. And uh, that was the only day that he was coming. And he ended up showing up a little bit late, so we didn't get a chance to uh, to get him into that panel, or he would have been able to go to it too. So instead, I went to uh, some of the uh, display rooms. They had the R2 builders were there, uh, the 501st. So we went to those rooms, got to see those, got to see, you know, the R2s, uh, get ready to parade out. And we got to take some pictures with some of their displays and stuff like that. Went out to the show floor, saw some of the displays there, took pictures there. Uh, my dad wanted to do a little bit of shopping. And that's whenever I told him about the, the Star Wars show, or Star Wars, or the uh, Celebration Store, and how long the line was. He wanted to go there and look around. I was like, well, unfortunately, this year it's way worse than any year I've been to. Uh, I haven't been, I wasn't, didn't go to Celebration 3 or 4, so I wasn't able to see, you know, the worst side. It's because 5, 6, and 7 we're all good. we're all pretty good. I mean, I I know in six especially, I just walked around. You know, you could walk, go in there and walk around. They had a big, like eight foot high wall surrounding the entire store, so you couldn't even see in it. And they didn't have enough people checking people out, so it literally, by the time you got in line to the time you checked out, took three or four hours, which is just unacceptable. Uh, Read Pop really needs to fix that next time. If they don't, then there's going to be a riot. You know, people are probably going to be knocking walls down or something. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to not be able to at least see into it to see what you want. I mean, I wouldn't want to stand in line for two hours and get in there, and then they not even have what I want, so I just wasted two hours. There was, uh, they need to limit the number of items that you can buy of, of each item, you know, to maybe two or even three at the most. Not allow somebody to go in there like what happened at the very first day where somebody went in there and just with both arms grabbed like every single uh, Leia t-shirt they could buy with, you know, that they could carry and bought every one of them, bought like 50 or something like that. That's just ridiculous. That's, that shouldn't be allowed. You know, they only make so many and to allow one person to go in there and do that so he can sell them for, you know, triple what they were is not right. So that that's one bad thing, you know. Well, so that's the second bad thing, other than the line at the very beginning. But uh, and to mention about the line getting into the uh, the place itself, it was much better the second day. It only took about ten minutes to get in because they opened up like three or four more doors and areas and had more uh, metal detectors to go through. So I I after you know so a couple hours of being with my dad ended up going to the fantasy flight panel. And so Fantasy Flight Games had a panel, and they were uh, showing off some some stuff that they had. Of course, they hadn't shown anything off new until they got to Destiny. And then when they got to Star Wars Destiny, they said, "Well, we got a new, or we got a uh, a special guest." So they open the door, the side door, and Tia Surkar comes in. So uh, if you don't know, Tia Surkar plays Sabine in the Rebels cartoon, and uh, I'll. That was pretty, you know, pretty good. I thought that was pretty cool. They got, they brought her in there, and I, I was like, well, I wonder why they brought her in there. Well, they're they're the third set of that is Empire's End, and it has Sabine on on the box. 
So, you know, her character, Sabine, will be donning the box of Empire's End. And uh, that will be coming out, I think they said, third quarter, I think, of this year or something like that. Um, so, But so far with Destiny, they, I mean, I've played the game. I like it. I just don't like the collectability of it and the fact that you have to buy so many to be even remotely competitive and the fact that they, you couldn't even find the stuff. I mean, that's, that's what really got it. If they, if they had been more available, I probably would have gotten into it more and played it and actually kept it. Instead, I ended up selling it just because it was so frustrating to find it. Uh, and, and the fact that the legendary characters require, well, not really require, but uh, you can have two dice, meaning that you're going to have to find two legendaries and there's only like six in a box and there's 18 legendaries total so if you only have like say six legendary characters well you're gonna have to buy you know roughly six boxes of the destiny packs which is 36 packs in a box in order to get enough to to get two for each your legendary actual characters and that's a little disappointing so um that ended day two and I ended up going to uh, me and my dad, wife, and son went to Disney Springs to go eat. And because uh, he'd never been there before, he'd actually never been to uh, the Magic Kingdom until a few days before that. Uh, he'd been to Disneyland a long time ago, <clears throat> but never been to the Disney World area. And uh, so now I'm going to, I got some interviews from people uh, standing in line for the third day that I'm going to put in here because they're going to talk about how their convention's been up to that point. So uh, here you go. Have a listen. Hey, this is Brian on day number three before we go in in the queue line. Hey, Bo, how was your day yesterday? Good. What did you like about yesterday? D2. You saw all the D2s? Yeah. Again? Yeah. What else did you like? The remote control D2. Oh, you got to do the remote control D2? Yeah. How long did you play that? For a long time? Two hours and I didn't want Two it. hours? Yeah. I don't think it was two hours, but it probably seemed like two hours. It was. There, was. Who, came to, who came to the show with us yesterday? Granddad. Granddad came? <laughs> what did we do with Granddad? He watched the D2s. He watched the D2s? Yeah. Did we go into the uh we'll see what what else did we go to the d2 room we went to the 501st and the d2 room did you see the emperor yeah um did you take a picture with the bantha yeah yeah did you throw any temper tantrums no i don't know if that's the truth (laughs) what else did you see a lot of people dressed up in costumes no 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 did you have your eyes closed no who was on who's on your badge animal thron animal thron Who's Animal Thrawn? <laughs> I've never heard of that character. D2? Alright, thanks, Bo. Is that your sign off? Alright, Stephanie, what did, what did you like about yesterday? Uh, just the whole thing. The whole thing again? Yes, again. What kind of, uh, what kind of panels did you go to? Oh, yeah, the Funko Pop. That one is really interesting. How many Funko Pops have they done? At least 160 Star Wars ones. There's variations. And then some of them have multiple of the same number. But they're all numbered. They're all numbered? Yes. General Grievous was the first one. I did not know that. I learned a lot. That's good. Thanks. Okay, I'm here with Lou from the Random Chatter Network. How was your day yesterday? Pretty good. Pretty good. I had a good time. Did you go to any panels? 
I did. I got to the FFG panel in the afternoon and uh, went to the audiobook panel, too, which is really good with Mark Thompson. Yeah, I, saw, I was in the FFG one, too, and saw Tia Surkar come in there. That was pretty cool. That was cool. I was really hoping they were going to give everybody a pack of Destiny stuff. but <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of hoping that, too. But they did give out a lot of stuff, though. They did. They did. It was pretty cool to see some of the kids win some of the big prizes. It was nice. Yeah, I like that, too. And they gave away the new spirit of Destiny, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then they, they showed the, well, the new one was Empire at War, which looked pretty cool. Yeah, I guess that's Wave 3, and uh, we're supposed to get Wave 2, I guess, what, this uh, summer, I think? I, I've heard May the 4th. Oh, that'd be nice, yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen any of the first ones in a while, though, so. Yeah, I, I've only seen them once, and that, they didn't last very long. No, it's crazy. They said they were printing more of those than anything else they've ever done before, so surprising it's still in short supply. Short supply. Yeah, they said they would be out sometime after the release of the new series, and then that will be the last printing they'll do of that one. Right, right. They're going to do a short run, and then um, the second set comes out, and then I guess Empire of War sometime, hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah, I think they're only doing three sets a, a, a year, and then doing one, or well, I guess they'll do, I don't know if they'll do two starters every year, or just one. Yeah, something like that. I heard something similar. Did you get to go to any of the big panels that they had yesterday or the day before? No, couldn't get into the lines, and you know, I had other stuff I wanted to prioritize, so I didn't really bother with the wristband. It would have been nice to see the uh, Last Jedi panel yesterday. That was pretty cool, That you know, showing the trailer and everything, but didn't work out for me. Yeah, me either. I didn't get to go to either one. We're going to the Rebels one today, though. Are you going? I'm not. we got a guy from the podcast going. He's in the media group, so he's going to be in there. Then we're doing the... Um, I guess they have a press conference afterward at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I applied for that but didn't get selected, unfortunately. We sent in a thing, and I guess one guy got selected and the other ones didn't. So, yeah, such is life. All right, thanks, Lou. Thank you very much. Okay, now on to day number three. On Saturday, we went first to the Star Wars Rebels panel. And with that, we uh, we got to see all the, the main characters, the actors that played those characters. So, Freddie Prince Jr., uh... Tia Surkar, Vanessa Marshall, uh, Taylor Gray, um, Steve Gloom, and who else am I missing? I think that's it. Uh, but we got to see all those guys and girls, and uh, you know, we got to got to hear them talk about uh, some of the things that they went through in season three, and how their their character you know developed over the season, how they got you know uh, how especially with uh, oh. Ezra uh, ended up changing, you know, there was a time where you thought, man, could he go to the dark side? And uh, so <laughs> how he developed over time and, and actually, you know, changed how he thought and uh, realized that, hey, you know, maybe I'm jumping into this, you know, whole thing with the holocron and the and the, this, uh, that kind of stuff a little bit too much and uh, ended up, you know, leading... Darth Maul, you know, of course, spoiler alert, <laughs> if you haven't seen the end of Season 3, uh, to Tatooine. So that, that's all I'll tell you about that. And uh, then also, they kind of in general, you know, hinted at stuff that might happen in Season 4. Then the big bombshell. Season 4 is the end. That'll be the last season for Rebels. I kind of predicted it. Because of the age of Ezra, how he's getting older, how Sabine's getting older, and how they're so close to the age that um, that they that they would be with Lake Luke and Leia, 
and uh, because they were roughly 18 years old 19 years old something like that in a new hope and so they're getting really close to that age um so they talked about that dave filoni talked about it you know some of the stuff that would go on and how you know don't don't despair there will be more animated stuff coming. So I'd already heard rumors that the next animated series might take place after Return of the Jedi. So that would be a, a good change. Have something, you know, to happen after the original trilogy as opposed to before it. So I figured something like that might happen. And of course it did. And then we got a big surprise. We got to see episode one of season four. Uh, I won't talk about it because nobody else has seen it except for those people in that room. Uh, so it was pretty pretty neat to see that. Uh, you know, that was pretty much it for that panel. And uh, so after that, we went to back to the collector stage and saw Hallmark Star Wars Collectibles panel. Now this panel was uh, Duncan Jenkins and James Burns. Um, Duncan Jenkins probably has... Clope, right? If you know, I've never heard any numbers, but he probably has the second biggest collection by one person in the United States, or probably even in the world. Um, I mean, he said <clears throat> somebody had said that he has a a five thousand square house dedicated to just collectibles. You know, so he has his own house, another you know, regular house he lives in, and then he has a five thousand square foot house that's <laughs> for just for collectibles. And uh, he, evidently, he you know he is uh he's able to you know give anybody a tour who pretty much asks it's what i've heard now, whether that's true or not i don't know uh, but anyway they they went through year by year the ornaments that's been come that's came out over the years and some of the s- exclusive ones to like san diego comic-con new york comic-con star wars celebration uh this year's was of course the hallmark uh, ornament called the uh, or there was the uh, Macquarie ornament uh, stormtrooper in the stormtrooper you know Macquarie design from a, what original the original design was he's holding a lightsaber and a shield uh, just like the uh, uh, Macquarie uh, minibus from Gentle Giant the stormtrooper one for that had a uh, lightsaber and a shield so they did one now in an ornament design and uh, I ended up of course getting one of those like I said earlier uh, they uh, they talked about some of the numbers of the first exclusive one i think only had like a thousand units and uh you know from there it ended up year by year going up little by little to where now i think they've got around five thousand for for some of the exclusive ones at the conventions and uh they talked about some of the newer ones you know that that have come out over the years and the six uh, the ones that they have for their limited ones uh, when they first show them in uh, july every year you know how they've had several of those and uh yeah, pretty much just every single one that they they had over the years, year by year, saying how some of them only had years of like four ornaments per year, and others had like eight or nine. Uh, it just depended on you know what was going on at the time, whether there was a movie coming out or if a movie was you know still relevant in some sort. But uh, some of the ones that because <clears throat> you know, it started in like '96, I think was the first uh, Star Wars ornament. So, you know, they just went down year by year and talked about all of them. Uh, the next panel after that was Star Wars at the Movies. Vintage theatrical advertising and collectibles. So, they had all kinds of, you know, stuff that would be at the movies that you would see. You know, posters, uh, the little poster cards, 
um, the little um, the little things that you would put on the counter to you know show whatever movie you got coming out or whatever special was at. You know, if they had you know. Uh, it's kind of like they do now with, uh, you know, buy a cup and a popcorn bucket or, you know, something similar to that. Um, if they had any kind of special stuff, <clears throat> cause I know like with, uh, and, uh, that one, uh, that, that panel was, uh, eh, it wasn't really all that interesting for me. I mean, it's kind of cool to see some of the stuff, but most of, you know, wasn't, uh, it was pretty much just the, the same stuff over and over. Um, the last panel we got to go to was called Fakes and Scandals. So, this one was pretty interesting because they talked about some of the scandals that had gone on over the years where people had taken anything and everything and tried to fake it. Uh, and some of the stuff even wasn't really fake because what they would, what they had done is this one person had gone to a factory. I think it was in the UK and from Palatoy bought up all of their extra uh, card backs that they, cause the company was going out of business and not selling Star Wars toys anymore. So they sold all their extras. They sold all their card backs, their blisters, their extra figures, you know, anything and everything that had to do with making it except for actually putting it together. So what this guy had done had taken an iron and actually heated up the plastic onto the cards. And you could actually tell at the very beginning of when he started doing this that you could see the iron marks on there. So you can actually tell the, the, the really, really horrible ones from the ones better later on when I guess he perfected or semi-perfected his way of doing it. Um, also, there was one who had gotten a mold from someone and had actually started making just light blue plastic versions of the figures and started selling those as pre-production or you know prototypes and sold a bunch of those and it's kind of funny today because you know even now you know how you got fakes and bootlegs and stuff like that people still buy those you know just because they're neat and unusual something a little bit different and you know even those have value now even though they weren't meant to be around in the first place so all kinds of people have done all kinds of fake you know, scandals and you know made fakes and and bootlegs and stuff like that. And it was pretty interesting to see all that and uh, see how they had you know done with it and actually pretty much uh, you know gotten those people blacklisted for lack of a better term. And uh, the, they had a bunch of people talking about it on that panel. Even named their names, which I'm not going to do here because I can't remember even if I did. Uh, but it, it was pretty interesting just to see all that. And that was the last one. They, they were doing a collector track uh, swap meet and social. But the line was just so long that it would take you over an hour even to get in there to look at the stuff. So uh, we just passed. Went on to uh, go... Uh, see that was saturday i ended up going to a podcaster meetup so i got to meet a lot of the podcasters who are doing podcasts um you know jovial j from the jedi journals uh riley from uh, riley blanton from the star wars report um i got to meet some of the coffee with kenobi guys uh the jedi news network was there uh, there were several other people, which I can't really remember off the top of my head. <laughs> so there's several people from the Star Wars Report Network, because there's a bunch of people from there. Um, all the, uh, um, Lou, Eric, and Chris from Random Chatter Network. I got to meet those guys, uh, which of course I had an interview with Lou. I met him in line, uh, when we were lining up one day. Um, I can't remember who else. 
I do know I've got an interview, I can't remember what day it was, with uh, Chris and, and Tim from Star Wars and Character. So I got to meet them you know, standing in line one day also. Uh, so that's the end of, uh, of day three. So here I'll have some interviews now with uh, some of the people I met at the beginning of day four standing in line to get or standing in line to get into day four to talk about some of their stuff before that, you know, what's happened to the in the convention or the day before or just in general. So uh, here you go. Have a listen. All right, here we are on day number four Q line. So I've got Bo here with me again. What was your favorite thing yesterday, Bo? Blaze. Blaze? We're at a Star Wars convention. What are you talking about Blaze for? <laughs> Blaze. Why'd you get Blaze? Easter Bunny got him for me. The Easter Bunny? That's cool. Did he bring anything else? He played Tomato Darth Vader car. Tomato Darth Vader. That's cool. <laughs> and he played Easter Bunny bring cars for me. And he bring a figure for me, too. Yeah, a Star Wars figure. That's cool. Well, what about the convention yesterday? What did you do at the convention? It was great. It was great? D2Play was cool. Cool. The D2Play was cool? No, did. Oh, Parade, yeah. The D2Play was cool. What, did we go take pictures in the 501st room? Yes. Did you get your picture taken with Stormtroopers? No. I think you did. No. Was you in the trash compactor? Yeah. Was the Dianoga going to get you? No. No, he was a friendly Dianoga this time? Mommy was holding me. Oh, okay. Compactor. In the trash compactor? Okay. Anything else? Did you go? Did you build a droid? Yeah. It was orange. You did an orange build-a-droid. Cool. Yeah. And it had a cap. And it had a cap. Yeah. A baseball cap? No. Star Wars cap. Oh, a Star Wars cap. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Bo. And yours had a Mickey ears. A Mickey ears. I think it was, uh, what was the name of it? Oswald ears. <laughs> it kind of looked like a bunny. A black and gold bunny. Okay, thanks, Bo. Okay, now I've got Adam here. Adam, what was your, I guess, most favorite thing that happened yesterday? Uh, yesterday, we went to the Rebels panel, which was really cool. Um, it was kind of neat to hear them talk about it, and I don't actively watch the show, um, but I have friends that do, so kind of getting introduced to it and seeing the excitement of people around it and kind of what they're doing in the future is kind of cool. You should watch it. It's good. I heard. Did you guys watch the panel yesterday? Yes, we were there. So how do you feel about the fact that it will be ending? Sad. Yeah, but hopefully Dave Filoni will start a new project, and hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, they've always got new things in mind, I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, We also, we went to the panel yesterday on, what was the second panel we went to yesterday, John? Oh, yeah, we went to the Disney Parks panel. Oh, okay, what was that about? Uh, they were talking about the Star Wars Experience Center that they were building in Anaheim and Orlando. And honestly, it's kind of them trying to catch up to something like Harry Potter World for Universal. But they're basically building an entire expansion of something like 14 acres that is all going to be specifically Star Wars themed. Yeah, they started that a couple of years ago, I think. Did they actually give you any hints about what they're doing? Uh, yes and no. They talked about some of the stuff. Um, they kept everything pretty much close to the vest. Uh, the main thing they talked about is it's not going to be a known world. It's basically a new world that they've invented. That is an old trading outpost um, somewhere on the outskirts of what they're doing, uh, with the idea being that uh, they wanted a place where the current characters could go and explore, um, but at the same time there could be new characters and new experiences. And a lot of what they seem to be doing is trying to immerse the people that are there uh, into what's going on. So there 
there's a Millennium Falcon ride where you and the people that are on the ride with you will be able to control what happens. So while you'll make it to your destination, you can kind of get banged up along the process of doing it. And if you get banged up, they imply that, well, maybe someone's going to want money from you and you can choose to go and help the First Order or help the Resistance and kind of almost like a choose-your-own-adventure at the park. Uh, so it seemed kind of interesting. Okay, so do they have any parts of it that's like a motion ride, kind of like Star Tours? Yeah, and they actually uh, they had the original designer of Star Tours as well as, blanking on the guy's name, but the guy who played C-3PO as well there. I'm talking about it and talking about the new ride and what they did, and it seems like they're going to bring a lot of that back together. Okay, thanks. Okay, now we got Jonathan here. So what was the best thing about yesterday for you? Uh, best thing about yesterday was, man, shopping for all this stuff that we've been missing out on. Like, But, yeah, I mean, just, like, going through and finding things that I guess you can't really find a whole lot of other places. Like, it's been, it's been a whole lot of fun just trying to search and find and <laughs> poke around and see who's got what. But it's been, that's been a lot of fun. Like, that was highlight. <laughs> yeah, they got just about anything that you could want or ever need or, even, you know, didn't even know that you needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the stuff and all the stuff that like you don't think you need, and then you see it, and then you want it, and you can't help but buy it. So we spend a lot of money. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that I really want that you just can't afford. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and we've lucked out actually. Um, like the Hasbro collectible uh, uh, Luke Skywalker that they were doing here, uh, a friend got in line and actually got it without having to get a ticket. Um, you know, because they still had some in stock, but he was like one of the last few ones that did it. So um, that's that's really awesome that they're they have enough of some of the stuff to go around. And other stuff is just kind of trading and you know finding what you can do with other people. But it's been awesome. Yeah. The only thing that I haven't been able to get is the Gentle Giant. Are you into anything that Gentle Giant does? Um. No, but their booth is amazing. Like so many things that just I mean the real on it awesome super awesome um i but yeah i don't i don't normally collect that kind of stuff um but i want to now just because of how good it looks like there was a darth maul that they had displayed out here that there i think two or three of them that were just immaculate just so good was it one of the statues yes yeah yeah a couple of the statues um they had a i guess they're mid-sized figures and then one of the smaller figures but they were really really good yeah i'm not really into the statues myself i do mini busts and then i also do their jumbo figures yes yeah yeah no those were great too um um, I don't know they had the giveaway for the C-3PO and R2-D2, but... I think that's Sideshow. That's it. That is Sideshow Collectibles. Yeah. With the General Giant, um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I didn't pick up any of those. Um, I like those, though. Did you make it to any panels today or yesterday? Yesterday, no. Uh, well, no, actually, same panels that Adam went to. Um, so uh, the Disney Parks uh, kind of opening up where they interviewed a bunch of the creators from there. And then the... The Rebels panel uh, in the morning with uh, uh, Dave uh, Fioni. It was really good. Both of those were really, really good. And today we're hoping to get out to um, the Doug Chiang panel um, the, for Illustrator, kind of like uh, learn how to illustrate and kind of what they do for the uh, uh, for all the Disney, or I'm sorry, the Star Wars uh, creative part of it. Yeah, I'm, I really like some of his stuff too. I, I'm not really into the art and illustration as much as most people, you know, that that like that set sort of thing. But uh, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's it's not just like, I and mean, this one is, I think, a little more for people who like to create art. Um, it, that's really what it seemed like in the way they're selling it, um, uh, as far as the description and everything. But it's kind of you know, bring pen and paper and learn from him how to do certain things on there, uh, which is great. Uh, myself, I like to draw a little bit. My wife is very very creative in that sense, and uh, she does a lot of drawing and stuff like that so uh, i think it'd be just fun to go and see the creative mind and, and process and how it goes for all those things what's your plan for today um so just that panel uh do some more shopping uh, hopefully not spend too much money uh and then uh <laughs> i mean after that maybe save for the closing ceremony we're, we're trying to do that but probably head out a little early because we're all pretty tired 
If you want to get the closing ceremony, they're giving out wristbands, so you've got to go get one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were trying to, we thought about doing the wristband line, and we kind of stopped because we're super exhausted. So if we happen to, if there's an overflow line, we happen to get into that, awesome. If not, maybe try at the live show, the live show stage uh, that they have out here, which is great, and they've been streaming all the stuff from there. Um, but if not, we'll just go home early. All right, thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, thank you. Okay, now we have Cody here. So, Cody, how's your convention been so far? Uh, it's been amazing. Um, first time for some of my friends. This is my fourth. So uh, it's, it's been cool to experience it from, uh, from a perspective of not being the new guy here. So it's awesome. Yeah, this is my fourth as well. Um, so have you done uh, like the last four consecutive? Uh, no, my first one was C2, uh, and then I did C3, and then C5. Oh, okay. C five was my first one. So, have you? What kind of panels and stuff have you done? Like in the past, like yesterday. Uh, yesterday, we we went to a couple. Uh, we went to a couple. Uh, we did uh, the podcast panel um, with, for Star Wars in character. That one was pretty cool. Um, we kicked off the day with uh, with the Rebels uh, panel. That one was awesome. So, I'm a huge Rebels fan. So it was cool to to get a sneak peek at, at season four. Yeah, I listen to the Star Wars in character guys too. That, I like their podcast. It's it's unique. It is, it is unique. It's a lot of fun. I, I like the casual conversations around the, around the mic. Just, uh, you know, a, a bunch of guys having fun talking about things that they like or dislike. So, Okay, since your uh, fellow, uh, fellow people here have said that uh, you're a collector, what have you gotten so far in the convention as far as collectibles? Uh, as long as my wife doesn't hear this, I'll tell you. So, uh, no, I, I've gotten, uh, I've scored a couple of the, of the exclusive Lukes here. Um, I got those yesterday. I was super happy. I was afraid I wasn't going to get those. Um, we went and I bought, uh, I think, 13 shirts at the store. So, um, you know, that, that was probably my, my highlight was getting all the uh, exclusive celebration shirts. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, what do you plan on doing today? Today's kind of the chill day, so everything that we couldn't squeeze in, you know, with because of the lines, that's that's kind of what we're looking forward to doing is is just like maybe hitting up the store again, seeing if there's anything left over that we don't have to wait, you know, four hours to get. All right, thanks, Cody. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. All right, now on to day four, the final day of the convention. And it's always a sad day having that final day come up because you don't really want to go home, you don't really want to end. So we started out by going to um oh i forgot saturday i ended up buying the uh, the luke x-wing six inch figure and my wife got the lego exclusive so we both got those got them pretty quickly um i because i ended up actually waiting till later in the day to get the uh, luke x-wing because with the ticket that you got you know you could go pretty much any time you wanted to um trying to think what else i think that's it so she uh she got the Funko stuff on, on, on Sunday, which is today, the third or the fourth day. So she ended up getting the Funko stuff. And the first panel we went to was uh, Bounty Hunting for Exclusives. So in this one, we, uh, we got to listen to them talk about how to hunt for exclusives. You know, what exclusives were around and, you know, how... And how lots of companies had exclusives, especially in the 90s, whenever they came out with the 12-inch figures. In the 90s, they had exclusive for every single store you can think of. You know, JCPenney, Sears, Service Merchandise, Toys R Us, KB Toys, Target, uh, FAO Schwartz, Kmart. Um, I've probably forgotten a a few, but uh, it seemed like every single company had an exclusive. And, of course, I... I bought into them because I thought they looked good. And, you know, of course, 
you know, crazy me thinking, you know, oh, well, these are going to be worth something someday. And, of course, they weren't worth a tenth of what they what you paid for them <laughs> later on. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they were still cool. And it was it was good to see the 12-inch the figures. So, you know, we got to see uh, exclusives, you know, because there's always exclusives, especially at conventions. Um, they have exclusives for stores all the time, even still today. Um, heck, the, the entire Black Series 3 and 3 quarter inch figures are exclusive to Walmart right now, which won't be the case here soon because they're not going to have Black Series anymore. They're going to go to the Vintage Collection again. You know, that, that was announced... I think Saturday, and uh, I was I was really surprised that they're finally going to come back out with it. It's not going to be until spring of 2018, but hey, we're getting it back, so I'm I'm happy. I, I like the fact that they're going to bring those back. Um, so then the next panel we went to was time traveled to vintage toy factories around the world. So we got to see how each factory made their own figures, how some of them were similar to other countries, but then others were totally different. You know, how the 6x9 cards were, you know, U.S., Canada, U.K., you know, stuff like that, and how Mexico had, like, uh, pretty much an almost square card. It was not, not anything close to the same size as what the United States had from Kenner. Uh, so we got to see how they were made, how each individual, you know, part and piece was painted, you know, pretty much by hand. You know, you had to pull apart, you know, from this, you know, they would have a massive thing of nothing but torsos that were all made molded together. You know, you'd have this like thing of 12 torsos and you had to pull them apart and then take arms from another thing that was all together and pull them apart, and you'd have to put piece by piece together. And they were all assembled by hand. So, yeah, that that was pretty interesting to see that, because, that, uh, you know, you never knew exactly what what happened in the toy factories and how they put stuff together. Uh, there was a story where this place that put the Millennium Falcons together, one of the guys had actually wrote a note saying who did it you know say that he was the one that did it and somebody had actually found it by having their millennium falcon you know and it rattled something was rattling around in it so finally they took it apart found the note and then eventually got that guy to sign either the millennium falcon or the box that they had the millennium falcon in or the paper or something and had it all together which is pretty cool you know actually finding the person that actually had wrote the note you know years 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 and years before that was the last collector's panel we had. So we ended up going down to the show floor, looking around some more, trying to find some bargains. Um, I really didn't find anything that I wanted that people were willing to come down to a price that I thought was fair. So, you know, because they still had them. You know, every, I'd looked before. Nobody had sold any. I was looking for the uh, the Max Rebo band, and they were wanting well over $100 for it. I don't think it's worth that much. I think they're just, you know going off of the new interest in the movies and jacking all the prices up because of it and uh, it's, you know, it's their prerogative you know I just won't buy it I'd rather just not have it I'm not I'm not gonna spend you know tons and tons of money for uh, all this stuff I mean it, it's cool I like it uh, but I'm always looking for a bargain you know because when you're talking about toys that cost this much you know you can't just buy it at full market value every time or you'll be broke <laughs> so 
Now, that was the last one. We ended up going to the giveaway at the very end of all the collectible panels when the, the whole show's over with. They'll give away all their extra uh, Star Tots. You'll get this little card, which you can get stamped three times, so you get to go through the line three times and get three extra Star Tots to try and fill some gaps and stuff like that. And so we went through and each got one of our, uh, got one, and then just decided not to go through it again because it was going to take a long time. There had to be, you know, three, 400 people in line at least. So... We were just like, let's go, because we are wanting to get back and, and do some stuff with the family and uh, get something to eat. <clears throat> so that was the end of the show for us. Um, it was it was fun, exciting, but man, is it is it tiring. You know, you're on your feet quite a lot, doing a lot of walking from one, one place to another to get from one panel to the show floor to another panel and stuff like that. And of course, we'd done Disney three days before and also went to... Uh, the beach so we had done a lot of walking and it was it was really exhausting but we had fun and uh, of course we'll do it again you know I, I don't know if we'll be able to do it when 2019 comes around if it's in anaheim but who knows we'll have to wait and see so i hope you've enjoyed this uh thanks for listening bye